0: Your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Weisel, and by the time you listen to this, I will be in Walt Disney World. I cannot wait. My suitcase is packed. Which for me means that there is uh, a bunch of stuff inside of it and a bunch of stuff around it, like a little moat of things I cannot forget, such as snacks and shoes and things I hope to shove in at the last minute. But it's fine because it's been a wild week over here at Very Amusing HQ. As anyone who follows me on social media knows, I threw a Passover Seder Friday night. It's the first time I've ever done it, and it was a lot. It was really a lot. Uh, Mad respect to any adult who does that because it was always something someone in the family did. I never did it. And now that I did it, oh my God, did you know that uh, it takes about two days to cook a brisket well? Because I did not and I'm never doing it again. (laughs) But, there was one huge highlight beyond having friends and family over to celebrate the Jewish holiday, which was that my friend Amy, who runs a TikTok account called Estate Sale Freaks. Um, some of you might've heard of it. I think it's like pretty big on TikTok, but Amy brought me, I'm looking at it right now. I'm holding it, oh my God. It is that kind of like Roman Colosseum candle holder with a little, a little bust of Miss Piggy and Kermit on the front of it. It is unbelievable. It was a fantastic gift, and now it will reside in my home for the rest of my days, and I'm so happy with it. Speaking of going to Walt Disney World, uh, I don't usually do news up top, but I feel like I gotta say, hugs are back! Hugs are back, baby! Hugs are back! Starting earlier this week, uh, we're gonna see hugs! It's weird to be recording this in the BH time period, before hugs, (laughs) when you'll be listening to this. Obviously, A-H after hugs, or after hugs return, A-H-R, but... I'm excited for that, and I'm also excited for da-da-da-da, Main Street Electrical Parade to officially return later this week. Oh my God. Y'all know how much I love this parade. Sadly, we will not be doing a Main Street Electrical Parade-specific episode. Obviously not this week, nor next week. Uh, My main focus on it will be screaming and having tears of joy in public when I finally see those floats just come trotting down Main Street USA. Oh my God. Uh, It wasn't for lack of trying. We just weren't really able to put it together. And regardless, I cannot wait. I can't wait for this parade. I can't wait for it to be back. I am so thrilled. But forget the parade. Forget me and you. Forget this country. Uh, We're going to Japan this week. And it is going to be incredible. Chris walks us through every detail of Toy Story Hotel, which I, I'm sorry, I have basically heard zilch about since it opened. There's been so much going on in our country that we, I really have known nothing about this. And so it was so nice to speak with Chris and to hear everything from his firsthand account of staying there. Uh, that's up next, but stick around because it is so good it is truly so good and i'm so grateful for this episode a little vacation that all of us can go on together without having to worry about like tsa pre-check numbers and all this ugh, all that stuff and parking at the airport yuck blech stick around it's a, an airport free journey Woohoo! <music> Today, we are discussing the brand new Toy Story Hotel that just opened at Tokyo Disney Resort earlier this month. And if your first instinct is, "Mm, there's already a Toy Story Hotel, that's old news. You're slightly correct because there is one at Shanghai Disney Resort, but you're also wrong because this one is so different from that version. This is a completely unique property you will want to hear more about because every detail is exceptional. And also, we've heard nothing about it. This brand new, fully-themed resort with board games on the ceiling and light-bright surprises and themed breads and slippers and jammies. There is so much to discuss here. And I know we've got a lot going on with American Parks, but I wanted to spotlight one of the biggest international openings that just isn't getting the coverage I think it deserves. And our guest today is the best person to join me for that job. Chris Nelgay of TDR Explorer, return podcast guest, stayed in this hotel and days later came on the show to discuss it. This is real-time hotel news, people, straight from the other end of the world. Chris is from Canada and has lived full-time in Tokyo for a while, so he's really familiar with our resorts and hotels and is able to discuss this property through that lens, which I think is going to be very special for anyone who's used to Disneyland or Disney World because you will fully understand the differences and the similarities of this property by the end of this episode. We also discuss what it's like visiting Tokyo Disney Resort parks right now, because they're also having this sort of late pandemic growing pains that we're seeing stateside. He even ran into some stuff while staying at the hotel that I was surprised by. So keep an ear out for that. It's just really interesting to hear what things are like for locals at that park. We last week discussed Genie Plus, which is something a lot of us are going through, but there are other things that Chris has been dealing with that really stand out and have some parallels to our own experiences. We're all just going through it, you know? And it's really intriguing to hear. You will learn why one of the best souvenirs may no longer be available nor wanted about some of the fantastic photo ops and the one experience that made Chris a little emotional. We have everything in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. So, to infinity and beyond with Chris Nelgay. Chris, welcome back to Very Amusing.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: Ah, uh, you're excited. It feels <laughs> like it feels like you've traveled to like a different planet. You've seen a hotel none of us have seen.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's still. It's a bit strange still, you know, like Japan's still closed. So like all these things have opened here in the last, oh my goodness, two years now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of people have not been able to experience it, which is Mm -hmm. very baffling and weird (laughs) still.
0: (laughs) I know. I can't believe this is like in a a succession of things that you've been able to see that Us poor Americans and Canadians and many, many other countries have not been able to see firsthand. But I'm so glad that you are here to virtually walk us through the experience of Toy Story Hotel.
1: Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure what to expect with the Toy Story Hotel because this is Tokyo Disney's first moderate hotel. So we have nothing to compare this to here in Japan.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that this was at a new price point for them.
1: Yeah, so we have one value hotel, which is the Celebration and now we have the Moderate Hotel, which is a Toy Story hotel. And then the other ones are all deluxe.
0: Oh, even that, what, is it called the Ambassador Hotel?
1: Yeah, the Ambassador, the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, and the Hotel Miracosta. Those are all considered deluxe hotels.
0: Oh, that is so interesting. And where mm. is this located on Tokyo's monorail line?
1: It is directly across from Bayside Station. And it's sandwiched between the Hilton and the Sheraton. So there used to be a... I think it was like a concert hall or something. I can't remember. There was something there and that was torn down. And that's where the Toy Story Hotel is. It's directly across from the monorail station. It takes you two seconds to get there.
0: Oh, my God. Anybody who's ever stayed at like an art of animation is just screaming in their cars.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could be at the front of Disney Sea within 10 minutes.
0: Oh, my God. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> um, I am. The first thing I want to cover with you is something I wasn't really able to find online. Uh, in America, Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios is themed like you're in Andy's backyard. But what's the story here? Why are you the size of a toy, or along those lines? Why are you experiencing this space as a toy? What is this space if it's not Andy's house?
1: So it is Andy's yard. Okay. Uh, so like going through this the. Four's got a the lot home.
0: of backyards. <laughs> Yeah, he
1: does. He has money apparently.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So like the front of the hotel is Andy's front yard. So and there's a he has a big board game set up, Slinky Dog Park. So it's this big board game with Jesse and Woody in it, and there's little like game pieces throughout the front of the park. And then once you go through that, then you go into a cardboard box, which the front of it looks like the box art for the Slinky Dog Park game. So like the canopy that goes over where you know, vehicles drive up to. If you look up, it'll say Slinky Dog Park Board Game, and then you walk in, and then you're going inside like this. I guess it's Nano Blocks because they actually sell a Nano Block version of the hotel <laughs> in the gift shop. So the the whole facade is you know this weird like blocky, almost looks like Legos, right? And then inside, the whole lobby is made up of like all these like. Know, pencil crayons and all these things where Andy made basically like a home for you, which is really cute. And then there's and then of course there's the backyard there as well. Yeah. And I I wasn't sure if it was gonna be Andy or Bonnie, but throughout mm. everything everything had Andy on it. Like um like the characters that you could see their feet had Andy written on it and everything. So I guess like in the timeline you know, this, this long timeline of Toy Story, we're in like the Andy portion somewhere still. It looks like I think we're in Toy Story 3, I think, is where we are.
0: Oh, my gosh. So when you're in there, it feels like when you're entering, it feels like Andy built this out of stuff he had. Yeah. Wow. And how does it compare to I know it's been a minute since you've been stateside, <laughs> but how does like the, the front area of this, the Slinky Dog Park, compare to Slinky Dog Dash, which we have at Walt Disney World?
1: Well, there is no shade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's exactly <laughs> so, the same. Exactly the same.
1: Um, but it's more condensed, I guess, because it's just like it, it's this big board game in the front, right? Yeah, it, it just feels like it feels like a Toy Story Land, is what it feels like. So to me, it seems like Tokyo Disney was thinking, like, do we do a Toy Story Land? And then someone said, no, let's just do a hotel. So they did a hotel. That's kind of what it feels like. So it feels like a Toy Story Land condensed into a hotel. And you know what? I'm not mad at it.
0: Yeah, I kind of (laughs) love that because there are so many iterations of Toy Story lands globally that it's nice to have something special. And is this Slinky Dog Park, is that is it mostly for photo ops or is it cool to look at or do you just kind of like breeze through when you have free time? What's the vibe there?
1: So when I was there, uh, it was mostly for photo ops. People were taking tons of photos. Um, There's things for kids to climb on and stuff like a lot. Like it's all fake grass, right? like that that very like neon kind of co- green color, you know, you can tell it's fake. And a lot of it has, you know, that I don't know what the material is called, but you know, it's like that soft ground. It's yes! almost like a sponge.
0: Yes, that's soft ground.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so there's no a name lot of for it,
0: but I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, there's there's a soft ground so then <laughs> you know kids can, you know, fall over and not hurt themselves. So there's a lot of yeah, mostly just photo ops and um Also, they even themed the, was it the car park or the parking garage that's in front of the hotel? (laughs) Um, Because, well, for those that don't know, like uh, there's minimal space here at Tokyo Disney Resort. They built everything on reclaimed land, so they don't have the luxury of space. So what they did with the hotels is the parking garage is in front of the hotels which can be kind of an eyesore and kind of tricky to work with. But they built this structure that kind of hides the hotel, like it hides the park in the front. And it's all RC Racer. So like everything's all RC Racer theme, which I think is kind of cute.
0: Oh, that's so cute. I love that.
1: <laughs> I love that they did that.
0: Oh, my God. Really? Also, I had no idea about, about the parking garages. What a fun tip.
1: Yeah. So yeah, if like next time you're there, if you pay attention, you'll see these like structures in front of the hotels. Those are the parking garages because they can't put them in the back because that's where the the there's a road and then there's a like a walking path and then there's the ocean. Oh. So they don't have any space.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not put the cars up there.
1: No. <laughs> it doesn't work.
0: No. <laughs> So I was following along on social media with your visit to Toy Story Hotel, and I believe you had a bit of a moment when you first entered. Would you mind describing uh, that in deep detail?
1: I was, so I was sitting in the lobby, taking pictures and stuff, and I thought, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sit here and just relax a little bit. I still got some time before my check-in. And then, you know what comes on in the lobby, the music, because, you know, it, it's like rotating through you know, the typical Toy Story songs. And then when she loved me came on, and I just sat there. my like, oh no, please don't. I don't want to cry in this lobby right now. I just don't. This song gets me every single time. And I could see Jesse like in the distance. I'm like, oh goodness. Like there, like there's a statue of Jesse, and I can see her. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> wow. I mean it's it's rare that someone has moved within a hotel lobby unless it's yeah. like like stress because your flight got cancelled. So that's <laughs> yeah. like, it's a pretty good testament to their theming. Uh what what was check-in like? What was the decor like? Were you kind of distracted by everything happening? I saw that there was a bunch of design on the ceiling, which I haven't seen much of in other properties. Walk me through your first like your first few moments beyond beyond the emotional ones.
1: <laughs> it's very overwhelming in there because there there was so much to look at. I like I said before. I wasn't expecting too much because I've been to the Shanghai Disneyland one. And you know, that that one's oh, it's 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 fine. It's a value hotel. So I wasn't sure what to expect with this, but you're kind of bombarded with all these little details from Toy Story. So for the check in I love the check-in counter. Behind the counter is like that light bright, like a light bright board. <gasps> and it says in like different light, like different colors, it says um well, what, what does it say? Oh, you've got a friend in me and it has like a like a little light bright artwork of rex and some of the colors are miss mismatched because you know as a kid when you put them together you're always missing something so there's like you know there's it'll say like welcome or not welcome friend in blue but then there's like a couple like parts that are red and green and stuff is like really cute and then the check encounters i think this is from toy story four duke kaboom the the canadian is that from three or four i can't remember now four okay so I guess we're somewhere in between 3 and 4 in this. I don't know. But they had like yeah, artwork with like Duke Kaboom on it and oddly enough, that's the one I checked in on, checked in at. So I thought, is somebody watching me? Because <laughs> there's like s- like 7 or 8 check-in counters and I happened to get the one with the Canadian on it, which I thought was actually kind of funny. <laughs>
0: They knew. They just shuffled you right over there.
1: They knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> Someone's watching.
0: Oh, my gosh. I So I actually don't know anything about the hotel room categories. So are mm-hmm. there are there different themed towers? Like, is one Buzz, one's Woody? Are there different themed rooms at the base level? Or is everyone staying in the same type of room, no matter which end of the property you're at?
1: So the rooms are pretty much the same from what I can see um but there's there's two sides one side is woody and one side is buzz but it's mostly just the elevators and the like the little foyer or something like whatever you call it when you come out of the elevator then after that everything is the same
0: oh cool and what are what are the room the room keys look like were they fun
1: they actually gave me a digital one <gasps> for my for my stay so on no. my i'll have it on a video but it's a little key and it says obviously it says Toy Story Hotel, and it's all animated. So you you go up to the um, go up to the the door, and then you tap your phone, and then there's this little animation where the key kind of like goes in, like it moves up and then turns, and then it waits a second, then the door opens, which I thought was really cute.
0: Okay, I take back my gasp. Uh, I, <laughs> wow, that's so fun. We don't have that in America. We're just lucky if our digital keys actually work in the rooms. <laughs> oh <laughs> which really? I say, which I say out of extreme experience because it constantly happens to me. Um, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Disney World, but your digital key is not my favorite. Um, oh, one of my favorite things, because I've also stayed in the Shanghai Disney Resort Toy Story Mm -hmm. Hotel. One of my favorite things was in the elevator there. There were multiple languages. of I believe it was Buzz and Jesse saying things like saying different Mm -hmm. phrases. Did you have anything like that in your elevators?
1: No, that was disappointing. So. On buzz like buzz and woody side, it was buzz, buzz or woody they were speaking, um, in Japanese only. And they were just announcing, like, oh, you're in the lobby, oh, here's the fourth floor, have a good day, have fun. It was kind of like generic in a sense. So because my my favorite thing from the Toy Story Hotel in Shanghai was when you got to the lobby, the green aliens would come on and say, the lobby. <laughs> but they don't do they don't do that here. So I was like, oh. <laughs> but they did a really good job with the theming of the elevators. Like, it's just wild how much detail there is. And then when you leave the elevator on, on your floor, so Woody's side is, it's all themed to Woody's Roundup. So like, there's this big foot, like, big artwork on the wall. And then there's a toy box with a mirror in it that you can take a selfie in. So it looks like you're in a toy box, which I thought was really clever. And they did that, they did that on the Buzz side as well. So you look like you're in Buzz's toy box.
0: <gasps> oh, my gosh. And that's just like kind of that mirror corridor area when you get out of the elevator.
1: Yeah, Oh, it's right there.
0: Brilliant. I love a hotel designed for how we use it, which is to take photos of ourselves on vacation.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was really clever. And having it on every single floor so then people aren't like crowding the elevator area in the main part, like on the main floor. I think that like that was genius because, yeah, people are going to take photos.
0: <laughs> yeah, as they should when you're in a hotel made of, uh, well, not large toys, but you're teeny tiny and everything looks large. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to talk about this hotel room, but not just the hotel room. We have to talk about the jammies.
1: <laughs> yes, that was a big, su- that was a surprise to me. I didn't realize this, the pajamas were going to be so adorable. Most Japanese hotels will provide you some sort of pajamas to wear. That you, yeah, you don't get to keep them. I, I know a lot of people ask that, like, no, you don't, you do not get to keep them.
0: My question is, is this the only pajama set that you've worn at a Disney hotel that has been themed?
1: Yes, because the other ones at the other hotels are more kind of almost formal looking, like they look kind of nice and proper, right, at the Disneyland hotel and stuff.
0: Yeah, I feel like at. Miracosta it's beige it's like a casual beige or like a yellow and or it's always some off pastel where they're you're not really inclined to take it because they're not adorable like these
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I wonder how many people are going to end up taking these things
0: is there any way to buy them or if you take them do they just charge you
1: I tried looking this up and they don't say but my guess is they probably will charge you I'm not sure who knows I I have no idea
0: (laughs) might be worth it because they are cute
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's like a, um, like a towel, like a coarse towel feel. And then it's all, it's all white, just, you know, just to kind of describe it for people. And then um like on your mid, mid area are two stripes that are the colors of Buzz. So it's green and purple. And then same thing on the, um on the pants, like around the cuff, same thing. And then the, the buttons on the top of it are like Buzz's color palette. They're just like they're they're very simple, but they're adorable. Like it just like as soon as you see it, you know exactly what character that is. Like that's buzz.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've never been more jealous than seeing you do a little dance in those on TikTok. <laughs> just in your little buzz pajamas. Each button I think was a different color. Just oh my God. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> I just want those jammies. Okay, how was the room? How did it feel? Did it, because sometimes if things are a cartoony vibe, we're like, oh, it's themed. Oh, you're small. It can affect the way a small room feels. But mm-hmm. what was it like inside of it?
1: So, for those that have been to Japan before, especially the Disney hotels here, they can feel a little cramped, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The room that I was in, because I was in the standard room. It did not feel cramped. It was very wide open and spacious, which I think a lot of Western people will appreciate because usually we have a ton of luggage when we're traveling. So, And also, too, this is their first moderate hotel, so I wasn't sure what to expect in terms of the room design and stuff. So it's kind of in between a deluxe and a value hotel, which obviously, yeah, moderate hotel, that makes sense. Um, but there's no closet. So once you walk in, there's no closet. but where a closet would be, it's just wide open. So you have tons of room to put like your shoes, your luggage and all that. Um, And the other thing too, the beds are high up enough that you can slide your luggage under under there as well, which surprised me. Because I don't think you can do it at the other hotels, if my memory serves me correct.
0: Oh, wow. Is that unusual for something at a higher price point? Or is that not seen at any other theme park hotel that you typically stay at?
1: I've never seen it at any of the deluxe hotels, and it's definitely not the Celebration Hotel. The Celebration Hotel is pretty crammed.
0: Interesting, because that's something they've done. Anytime they update a hotel stateside, they've been raising the beds so you can put luggage underneath. And I wonder mm. if that kind of design ethos has transferred over to the Japan Resort.
1: Yeah, maybe that's something that they've noticed. Like guests want more space to put their their stuff in. I'm not sure. But wow. yeah, so like the room... Felt very spacious, a lot more spacious than some of the other, like even some of the deluxe hotels feel a little cramped, you know, but these were just like those were designed, you know, 20, 20 some years ago. So
0: are there any other details in the room that kind of drove the Toy Story mentality forward? Like any decor that surprised you, anything that delighted you within it?
1: Like it wasn't overly in your face. In terms of Toy Story, like yes, you you see Toy Story stuff, but it's supposed to be Andy's room. So there's like there's a poster of Rex, there's a poster of Woody's Roundup with all the characters on it. Then there's a hand drawn like crayon portrait of Buzz and Woody that I'm guessing Andy drew. Uh, then there's a big poster of Buzz Lightyear on the wall as well. And then you have that you know the infamous. the wallpaper with the clouds the blue with the the clouds like that's toy story right there as soon as you see that you know that's toy story probably my favorite was the etch-a-sketch tv (laughs) there's a gigantic etch-a-sketch tv like
0: no in the
1: room it's so fun
0: (laughs) oh my god it just looks like an etch-a-sketch until you turn it on and then it's a tv
1: yeah so brilliant brilliant (laughs) like if you look at it closely it's just like a like it's a regular tv kind of like put into a case so it's not like it's not like an actual like full like one piece thing it's just like a a mold or a mount that they put a tv in but still it's very convincing like if you just kind of look at it it looks like it's a big edge sketch which i think is really cute
0: oh my gosh uh and (laughs) i from what i saw on twitter uh i believe there was something in the bathroom that you might want to talk about
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, the shower room was probably one of my favorites. It had Wheezy. There's like a crayon drawing portrait, whatever you want to call it, of Wheezy in the in the shower room, and it covers the entire wall, top to bottom. Like it's <laughs> I thought that was very clever.
0: That's so fun. And I have only stayed at two hotels at Tokyo Disney Resort, but even from your photos, this bathroom felt, I don't know, it felt more open. Then the other ones that I've been in the shower rooms in the ones that I've stayed in which I guess for clarification I that it seems like that's the preferred term for when it's a, a shower and a bath combined. Yeah. Um when I've been in them they've been a little dark like it seems like there was no light <laughs> there was like not not a lot of open light and this one maybe it's cuz it's white it just felt very inviting.
1: Yeah, the like the whole bathroom area was all white. So yeah, I think I think having it all white really helped make it feel more spacious and just more lit up. Because, yeah, you're right. The other the other hotels, like the deluxe ones, they're, you know, like these beige colors and there's not a lot of light in there, even though some of them have a window in it. It just felt a little darker, right? A little, little more moody. This was yes. more playful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely. Uh Was there anything in the room that kind of stood out to you as being a non-deluxe hotel? Were you like, oh, I miss my this or I wish it had that from one of the nicer hotels that are at the resort?
1: The amenities. So we don't get a little amenity kit. Oh you know,
0: I, no, I, the little tin.
1: Yeah, there's there's nothing like that. There's like you get like a hairbrush and this tiny little amenity kit and toothbrushes, and they're all in like little plastic bags, which have like cute Toy Story designs on them, but you don't get a tin. So that's clearly something that's, you know, deluxe hotel feature. So that's one thing I noticed. Uh the other thing is they don't provide free bottled water in the room, but instead they give you this water jug that you go down the hall and in the ice, like the the room with the ice machine. There's actually a filtered water machine that you fill up the the pitcher with, which is a first for me. I've never seen that before.
0: Uh, the only other place I've seen that is on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs>
1: Did they get the same people to work on this?
0: I mean, maybe. Because I just remember being like, "Um, you want me to go where to get what? <laughs> like, all the way to the atrium just to get some water? No, thank you. Uh, wow, how how interesting and how kind of, like, hostile, like.
1: Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure what to expect because it was, uh, like, there's this is their first modern hotel. So I really wasn't sure, like, what are we going to get? What are we not going to get? It's going to be yeah. interesting to see. So those are probably the two biggest things that I... That I noticed. And in the room, like there there was a kettle. there was tea. There was some like instant coffee. The slippers, we didn't talk about the slippers,
0: oh, tell me all about the slippers.
1: <sighs> the bottom of it says Andy on the slippers,
0: so it's like you're one of his toys. Yes. oh my God. <laughs> is there anything at this hotel that is not ideal to photograph?
1: It's really hard to find. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to find. There's just they really thought of everything with it.
0: Oh my god! So when you get ready for bed, you put on your Buzz your pajamas, then you put on your Andy slippers. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> Ugh, I'm gonna go to bed tonight and be like, "Well, burn it all down." I don't own anything as cute as this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with Framebridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. To get started, head to framebridge.com, because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's framebridge.com. I watched your full video from Lotso's Garden Cafe on your YouTube, which is yeah. excellent. Is there anything that you want to highlight here in particular? Because to me, someone who can't get into Japan, I'm just like, every single thing looks incredible because I can't have it. But yeah. was was your favorite the, was it Lotso melon bread?
1: Yeah, the Lotso strawberry melon bread. Oh that was God. That was my favorite. So... For those that don't know, melon bread's a very popular type of bread in Japan. Well, I think across Asia, but here in Japan, it's usually like a like actually melon flavored bread that looks like a like a melon, and there's sugar on it, and it tastes like melon. And we have the Mike Wazowski version at Tokyo Disneyland, which is very popular, and you know it's pretty good. So when I saw there's a lots of strawberry one, I thought, well, I need to try this, and it's more of a it's more of a puff pastry, because I guess that, that's a trend right now, apparently, where there's this new type of melon bread where it's more of a puff pastry. So it looks like Lotso's face, and the top of it tastes like strawberry. So it's not melon-flavored, it's strawberry-flavored.
0: Oh, oh my god. Uh, between <laughs> the traditional melon bread and this new Lotso bread in the, the, new, the new and improved puff pastry format, <laughs> is there one that you prefer?
1: I would prefer the Lotso one. I like really
0: the new and improved.
1: Like I don't particularly care for dense bread, and melon bread is usually pretty dense, and it's really sweet. Whereas this bread, it was sweet, but it's light, so I felt like I didn't feel heavy afterwards. I guess after eating it, (laughs) why?
0: Uh, I know you said in that video that uh, Lotso's Garden Cafe serves breakfast and dinner, and you were sadly unable to get a dinner reservation. Do you have any plans to go back, or have you kind of poked around to see what's on the menu?
1: I plan to go back at some point, and I've seen what's on the dinner menu. Um, people have told me it's very disappointing.
2: Oh, no! <laughs>
1: um, there is some green alien bread that I did see. That's probably like their, the the main thing for Dinner is this green alien bread, but I'm not sure what it is exactly.
0: Uh, I guess I'll go and find out.
1: Yeah, but yeah, for the reservation stuff. So we still have some sort of restrictions here, especially at the parks. So you still have to do reservations ahead of time. So I wasn't able to get one for dinner because they're all gone. And I even asked, like, the front desk and everything, if there's any way. I even asked at the restaurant, and they said no. So they wouldn't let me have dinner there,
0: <laughs> even while you were staying there.
1: Yeah, which was a little, little frustrating. I thought because, like, there's only so many people in this hotel, so it was a little, it was a weird rule. But that's kind of how Japan is. They make up these rules, have these rules, and they, they stick to them. Like, there's no flexibility whatsoever. So that was just one instance of a. You know them not bending the rules for anything,
0: oh my gosh, I guess now would be a good time to ask what was the process of booking a room here? like was it impossible to get in?
1: It was a test of patience, oh, so no I guess you know it doesn't come to any at any surprise that the Disney website doesn't really work well, especially when a lot of people want something it a just global does not issue, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. same thing here, sometimes even worse. But I was able to get a room finally in the second round of bookings. I couldn't get the first round of bookings because everything, the website kept crashing. And then by the time it did load, everything was gone. So I waited for the second round to open up. And I was fortunate enough to get in the second round. <laughs> so it's just uh, just a lot of test of patience,
0: it felt. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, would you mind, and I know you've talked about this at length, but would would you kind of mind catching our listeners up on the state of things at the entire resort. And I know it's been really difficult for people to get tickets, to even get in the park. What exactly has been happening and what is it like right now?
1: Uh, test of patience, I guess, is the
2: yes. re-
1: <laughs> really good way to to sum it all up. So there's still, I don't think we have caps on how many people can go into the park. I'm not sure, but I don't think we're at full capacity. I don't think the parks have let in full capacity. But of course, I'm, like the parks aren't gonna tell us that. So I don't know. But for the times I have been able to go, it doesn't feel as busy as it could be. So I'm guessing there is some sort of cap right now, even though um the government isn't doesn't have any real restrictions. Tokyo Disney, for whatever reason, has decided to keep some of the restrictions in place, like the social distancing stuff.
0: Y'all like, still social distancing?
1: We still have that, yeah masks we still have to wear the masks um in the parks like outside inside everywhere like there's the only time you can ever take it off is if you're eating and that's it
0: wow but
1: we have like 99.9 percent compliance with it so it's pretty (laughs) easy (laughs) tickets are easier to get because they are letting more people in but it's still kind of a process to get them from what i've heard from people who other uh, like foreigners living here who don't have a Japanese credit card and can't read any Japanese getting things to work on the, the English website is sounds like it's gotten a lot worse than what it was before. Cause you know, before it still wasn't great. Like yeah, prior to 2020, it was still not great. I guess it's kind of gone backwards a little bit. Things just aren't great. So for me um, I do everything in Japanese because it just, it works. So that's what I, like, I I use my Japanese credit card and things like that. So it's not exactly the most easiest process. Like, even, I've talked to some Japanese friends, and they say, yeah, like, even they have trouble sometimes with stuff. So it's not just, you know, on the English side, it's also on the Japanese side of things. It's just, everything's kind of a mess, I guess is the best way to put it. So I'm hoping, you know, in, like, six months' time or something things start to get back to normal because we're slowly going that way. Like Japan is very risk adverse and you can see this with you know Oriental Land Company. They're very risk adverse. So they're taking things very slowly, sometimes very frustratingly so.
0: <laughs> uh, remind me, are annual passes still around or are they done? So
1: They're gone. We haven't had them back. So I've been having to buy <sighs> day tickets. So I'm not going as much as I would prefer to go because I, I, I just don't want to, it's hard to justify a day ticket all the time, because then I feel like I need to be there all day, but I don't need to be there four times a week for eight hours a day, like I don't need to do that. Right, <laughs>
2: right. Um,
1: As much as I would love to, I, you know, I have other things to do. <laughs> you know, there's other things I have to get done. Um, <laughs> And there's just not a lot going on at the parks. Like I know when I show it online, like there's all these new things and, and whatnot, but I'm just like really kind of, nitpicking at things I'm like I'm like digging deep here to find things that are new (laughs) just like the overall you know there's not there's just not too much going on so for those that are thinking they're missing out you're really not right now just because just the state of things it would just be a frustrating experience and I wouldn't want you to experience something that's not at full capacity or at like you know at its best this is not Tokyo Disney at its best right now. Unfortunately,
0: but do you still get to see Duffy? Yeah,
1: can yeah. Then see we're him. then we're still going to be jealous <laughs> of you. <laughs> yeah, they're still releasing merchandise.
0: Oh my god! Oh, don't. This will very quickly change into a different episode. <laughs> 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 um, in your YouTube video about Lanza's Garden Cafe, y- you took us to a, a convenience store <laughs> inside the hotel, which yes. I was uh, delighted by. I've only seen something like that. Uh, I guess would you say it's in Tokyo Disney Hotel? It's like at the bottom. Yeah, it's technically inside, but I thought it was interesting that basically, if you so, if you can't get into dinner at the restaurant, do you just go here and get food?
1: Pretty much, that's what it looks like. Uh, And for this convenience store, it's very generic on the inside. Like it's just, I don't know, I don't know if it's a licensing thing or what, because I think it's a, I think it's a Lawson. Cause when I go in there, I see some of the food products. Nothing says Lawson on it. Like there's there's oh, nothing to Lawson
0: for uh for people listening, Lawson is like a seven eleven or a Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like so there's seven eleven, everyone knows, and there's Family Mart and Lawson. Those are like the big three convenience stores. So this one looks like a Lawson just because of the type of products they had. But yeah, nothing says Lawson on it. And the inside, there's no theming. So it's like these White walls with like some some wallpaper that has like geometric shapes, but nothing on it says like Disney or Toy Story or anything, so I'm wondering if it's like a licensing thing because it's just it's like you're walking into a completely different world
0: that's like a room they forgot to decorate
1: <laughs> pretty much you walk in there like oh. Am I supposed to be here? Like, is this backstage? Like what's going on?
0: I heard there's food here. Help.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, there's, um, there's like warm lunch boxes. They're called bentos. There's little snacks. You can buy alcohol. You can buy soft drinks. There are Disney themed candies and like chocolates and things. So like, I guess there's that at least. Um, but this is stuff that's offered at the other Disney hotels as well. All the other Disney hotels have a convenience store inside of it. Um, the Costa though the Miracosta, I I barely call that a convenience store. It's like this little corner with like like some drinks and some noodles and like some toiletry stuff.
0: I've never seen it. I've never seen the corner of noodles.
1: It's it's way in the corner. Like you really have to be paying attention to 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 see it. It's it's oh a little, gosh. I guess, because the Costa is like a higher end hotel. They're not going to put like a generic looking convenience store in it. Whereas right. Toy Story, fine.
0: Yeah, they're like, <laughs> eh, it's, it's fine. <laughs>
1: It's so whatever. what
0: what did if you don't mind me asking what did you do for dinner when you were there?
1: Um, I went to Expiari.
0: Oh, okay. So you exited the hotel to get food.
1: Yeah, I I left the yeah. hotel. <laughs> okay, it's just it's better. Oh, I guess the other thing, speaking of like the monorail, um, you don't get a monorail ticket. It's not included with your reservation.
0: Oh, so you got to pay to leave and pay to come back.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess that's the same for all the other hotels on that loop, like by Bay, Bayside Station. None of them give you the monorail ticket, including your stay. So the the toys or not the Toy Story, the Tokyo Disneyland hotel and the Miracosta give you the monorail ticket for your stay, but the Toy Story hotel does not. So you got to pay for that separately, unfortunately.
0: Ugh. Oh, too bad. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of things to buy, uh, the last thing I want to discuss with you is merchandise. It was very nice to shop along with you in your merchandise YouTube video. I got (laughs) to see everything. I feel very caught up. But in that, you mentioned that you need a at this time, you need a reservation to get in and the gift shop is exclusive to hotel guests. Tell me yeah. more about this because that is that's two layers of uh, barriers of entry that's that's a lot.
1: So right now the entire hotel complex you have to be a guest staying there to even go on and look around. So I don't oh, know if that's going to change but they have <laughs> they have a sign that looks very permanent at the like the entrance to the hotel it says hotel guests only and there's a cast member standing there that'll check your reservation to make sure you're actually staying there to go on property.
0: Are they doing that at any other Tokyo Disney Hotel?
1: Off and on. Usually, when it, if it's really busy, like a weekend or something, they've been checking people's reservations just to limit the amount of people in. But for the most part, no. Anyone can kind of just go in and look around. But for the Toy Story Hotel, it's hotel guests only. And I, d- I don't know if they're ever going to get rid of that. Because like I said, that sign is very permanent. Like it's a structure that is there. So I don't know... I don't know if people are going to be able to look like if they just want to look around. Oh,
0: my God. So interesting. Um, uh, Compared to getting a meal and not being able to get a dinner reservation, were you concerned about getting one for the merchandise shop or was it easier?
1: It's more frustrating because it was (laughs) the the reservation. So this I don't think will be permanent. So it, it was in a separate system. So I didn't log into my reservation. I had to log into a separate website and log in with my Disney account and it somehow checks if I have a reservation at the hotel. Then I have to then I get to see if there's any slots open available to go into the gift shop. So I have to make a separate reservation for that. And it's not available in English. It was only in Japanese. So something tells me that won't be permanent because it's only in the one language. So I'm hoping going forward. Once things are you know opened, they get rid of that. I'm pretty well. They would have to because otherwise it's just going to be a logistical nightmare for you know foreign guests coming that don't speak the language. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, it is heartwarming and- to know that you're this far away and you're dealing with the same website nonsense that we all are. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's not fun, um, and they wouldn't let me go into the into the gift shop without showing my my room number because i had my get i had my reservation before my check-in time because i thought oh i'll go in before i check in while i'm waiting no they wouldn't let me They're like no you need to check in first I'm like oh, well that would have been nice to know
2: Oh my so gosh. i had to check
1: in so Did i checked you,
2: in
0: and you were fine to go back in after
1: yeah i was a few minutes late like there's like a time window and they just let me in which was oh my God. thank goodness <laughs>
0: yeah oh no that would have been terrible <laughs>
1: Um, but for the merchandise itself, uh really adorable stuff. Like the whole um gift shop is all just toy story stuff. There was no generic like resort merchandise. That's all at the other places. So it was all Toy Story Hotel. Everything said Toy Story Hotel on it. It was just they yeah, they put out a lot of merchandise with
0: Yeah. It. And they put out a lot of merchandise with imagery of the exterior of the hotel which seems so odd to me because it's basically just a building
1: yeah just like a boxed building <laughs> yeah, is basically like, what it is
0: is that normal because it's not like i would understand if it's you know like a, a grand floridian equivalent like how all the resorts across the world have like one big fancy but it's really like a gussied up office building
1: yeah i, I don't <laughs> They've been doing this weird thing with uh, like the nanoblocks, um, which is like these, I guess, smaller versions of Lego. They've been putting out these na- nano block sets of all the different like structures around the resort area. So they made one for the Toy Story Hotel, which is like $130.
0: Oh my God, that's what it translates to?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: That's so much money for a, because <laughs> is it is it a collector's piece or a toy or kind of bull?
1: I think it's a collector's piece because but- they they just released a version of the Mark Twain, which I think is mm. roughly the same price. So they're like they're just doing these structures, and I guess they thought, well, let's do the Toy Story Hotel. Why not?
0: Wow, that's a lot of money.
1: <laughs> and they even had a a beanbag chair that turned inside out. Like one nope. was it like the you know the Pixar ball thing, mm-hmm. and then it turns inside out and it looks like a I don't know how they do it. You turn it inside out and it turns into a square shape like a of the you know the alphabet block and then it says toy story hotel on it. I don't know how they do that it goes from a like a sphere to a block. Which oh. I thought was really cool.
0: Wow, that is cool.
1: And then the like we have the standard like a standard for Japan. We have a hoodie, there's a shoulder bag, there's like a plush of Woody, then there's uh there's Pixar, like sequin Pixar ears. Those look like a they could have been anywhere. It looks like they might have been in the U.S. at some point too. I don't know. They're 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 kind of generic, meaning like they they could be at any Disney resort. I think.
0: Yeah. Are people still using like paper fast passes, or are things more digital now?
1: It's all digital. Yeah. So
0: what about all those those pass holders, all those cute plush pass holders that everyone owns? Are they just are they just gone?
1: they're starting to turn into more purses, so they're starting to get rid of like the little slot and making the inside bigger, so you can put like your Uh-oh. phone in it.
0: Okay, because that so, I I had so much fun when I went in 2019 because I was able to use those and put tickets in them. But now yeah. if tickets are obsolete. All those bags, R.I.P.
1: Yeah, so yeah, they're slowly changing them into you know like little purses, I guess, like little shoulder bags than a pass case. Oh my God, because you yeah, like-, like the. The older past cases, you you cannot fit your phone in there. No, your phone would no, just not no, no. fit. I mean, now, maybe you had
0: like a nine, that little '90s flip phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe like a, yeah, it's like a little
1: lipstick phone or something. Yeah, that's about it. But yeah, now they're a lot of them have been changing into like they're a lot bigger for your phone or even a camera if you wanted to. Yeah, like a small camera.
0: I'm gonna have to go shopping online for resale stuff. <laughs> uh, are there any hidden Easter eggs in the hotel or details we didn't cover that you'd like to share?
1: So, in the front of the park, in the like the the Slinky Dog Park, um, I think this is standard across all Toy Story areas. But if you look at the at the pavement, you can see Buzz and Woody. They're 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 walking from. Or like, sorry, there you you can see their footprints in the cement. They're walking from the board game and they're walking up the pathway up to the hotel, like <gasps> along the the sidewalk, which I thought was really cute.
0: That's so cute. Are they are they uh toy sized or are they big? Because you're a toy and you're equal size.
1: Yeah, the, it's the size of like the toy. Because yeah, you're I guess you're, yeah. you're you're toy size. So they're 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 quite big. Oh, but then if God. you go in the back, I guess we didn't talk about the backyard portion.
0: Oh yeah, the backyard.
1: So there's a backyard and it's more just uh, again more photo op stuff. But there's a big shoot like a human-sized footprint in like it it's kind of hard to see because it's so big. You kind of have to like stand back to look at it. But one detail I thought was really cute was the footprint goes over the cement but also onto the fake grass. So if you look at the fake grass, it's like indented in a oh. way that it matches the footprint, which I thought was like that's a really cool detail.
0: Oh my god! This is why I love this resort because they go the extra mile.
1: Yeah, it was like I didn't notice it the first time, and then when I went back and I thought, "What? That grass looks different. Why is it different?" And I stepped back and I looked. Oh, it's a footprint. It's a footprint in the grass that goes onto the cement. That is really clever.
0: Oh my god! They because we have one of those in Toy Story Land, but it's not done like that. <laughs> wow. Okay, so uh, where does Toy Story Hotel rank on your? your preferences and your favorites of tokyo disney resort hotels
1: i would say it's definitely better than the celebration hotel i'm not a fan of the celebration hotel
0: Wait, i know people can't see you right now but you say that like someone who (laughs) just got back from war (laughs) (laughs) well i can see the suffering in your uh, eyes
1: (laughs) the celebration hotel because it was an existing hotel before
0: Okay. And it was basically
1: a Japanese business hotel, which translates to it's small and it's basically just meant to sleep in. Mm. And so they tried to retheme. it. Well, they rethemed it to a Disney hotel. So when I go in there, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. the artwork is gorgeous, but the, like the way the layout and everything is like, this is very Japanese business and I'm not here for it. Yep. You know what? I, I think the Toy Story Hotel is like right, like right down the middle because you know, it's a moderate hotel. It's it, it's no Miracosta. Costa, nothing's gonna touch Miracosta, Costa, maybe not until the new hotel, the other new hotel opens next year. We'll see.
0: Oh yeah. Does that have a name? No. And this is the new hotel in the Fantasy Springs area that Correct. is the expansion of Tokyo Disney Sea.
1: Yeah, and this is supposed to be more expensive than the Miracosta. Costa. The Miracosta is already expensive.
0: The MiraCosta yeah, so. is very expensive, as is the Tokyo Disney Hotel, which I know by heart because when we signed the bill, when I stayed there, my husband looked at me and was like, are you kidding?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheap, no. No, no. <laughs> um, I think the Toy Story Hotel gives families an, like more, well, I guess, you know, affordables kind of, you know, depends, you know, everyone has their own definition of affordable, but this kind of gives a nice like if you want something a little more nicer than the celebration a lot more nicer but don't want to pay you know those deluxe prices but you still want that disney experience because you could like for that price so my room was twenty seven thousand yen i think that translates to about 220 us dollars per night
0: oh okay that's yeah that's right in right in the moderate range
1: yeah so that to me that's not like if you're spending for a disney vacation that's not you know, outrageous, I guess. Um and that's probably about how much you would pay for like the Hilton Hotel or the Sheraton Hotel. Those are kind of in the in the same price range. So if you want the 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 Disney, you know, full on Disney experience, I think it 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 definitely offers that. It really does. So I was very surprised with the hotel. I was at first I would when it was announced, I'm like, oh we're getting a Toy Story Hotel? That's that's a weird choice. Okay. I I don't know what to think because, you know, we we've seen all the Toy Story lands and all the different Disney resorts and it, it's Toy Story. Like like what else are you going to do with toys, right? Everything's going to look plasticky. That's just what Toy Story is. But somehow Tokyo Disney Resort pulled it off. Like yes, the building it's a, it's it's very jarring. I'll it's jarring it's a jarring building it really stands out it's you can see it from the air i've seen people take pictures um like i've seen it online people have taken pictures of the resort area you can see that hotel from the air like you can see the bright colored hotel from the airplane wow so it's 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 very loud in terms of its color palette
0: <laughs> oh my god but it sounds like so much fun
1: yeah, I, I think everyone should stay there at least once. It's just, it was fun. And I guess that's what it's supposed to be. Like, it's fun. I wasn't going there expecting this elegant kind of experience, you know, like going to the Mira Costa. And I was just hoping, like, I hope this is better than the celebration. And yes, it was. And, but that's not a very high, high bar to, you know, to surpass. But,
0: but for the price point and for the theming, it really, it really packs a punch, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. I think they did a really good job with, Toy Story and if that means we're not going to get a Toy Story land in our parks I'm fine with that because I don't think Toy Story would I don't know where they would put it here like I guess we kind of have a Toy Story area in Disney Sea with Midway Mania or Toy Story Mania Mm -hmm. but like that's so well themed to Disney Sea that I don't think they could do a full land I don't think it would make sense
0: yeah you can't really plop a a backyard into that theming because everything is very like Andy's house based. But it, it sounds like they they nailed this one. And it's uh it's a deluxe in our hearts and in our pajamas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those pajamas. Ugh. Oh, I'm so jealous.
0: Is there is there anything else that we should know about Tokyo Disney Resort right now? Or should we just patiently wait until you announce <laughs> on all of your channels that we are welcomed back into Japan?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know when things are going to reopen. I don't know. It's... It's been what, two years now since the borders have been closed and it's I know I know it's very frustrating. I know a lot of people have been wanting to come. Like everyone's been canceling their trips and everything. And uh I wish I had an answer. I really do, because I do want people to come here. Like I want people to come. Like Beauty and the Beast is gonna be open two years this year.
0: I still haven't seen a single YouTube video. I refuse. I am I'm seeing that for the first time in person.
1: It's worth it. It oh is a hundred percent. I d- I wrote it last week, and I still get chills every time. I'm like, oh, this is so good.
0: That that good on a re-ride?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my god.
1: It's good. It's really good. And also the the French toast chicken sandwich at Gaston's Tavern is <gasps> one of the best meals at Tokyo Disney right now.
0: Wait, is it is the bread French toast, and then it, is it a fried chicken? Is it a grilled chicken?
1: It's like um. Like pieces of chicken, you know, like the the chicken that you put in like sandwiches, like cold sandwiches, but it's hot with cheese. (gasps) And the outside is like sugary French toast. And it's so good? It is so good. They did a really good job with that restaurant. The restaurant is one of the best quick service now at Disneyland.
0: Oh my god. Well, the day really they good. let Americans in, I will let everyone know what I think of the sandwich <laughs> because I will be yes. on a plane. I don't care how much it costs. I will be there knocking down your door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let us in for yeah, everything Tokyo Disney, like my my YouTube channel. Um, I've been putting out much more videos lately on Tokyo Disney Resort and um, other theme parks here as well. Um, so if people want to check that out at TDR Explore and also our website, like Just type in TDR Explorer. I'm pretty much everywhere. That's what I do whenever I have to look
0: for you. I just type in TDR Explorer and then everything comes up. There I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And everyone has to go check out uh, just the wonderful videos from beyond Disney. Anything you want to know about Super Nintendo World, which in my brain, I always want to say Super Mario Land. Did I do it right?
1: Super so Nintendo World. Oh, yeah. God.
0: Every time I'm like, Nintendo or Mario World or land, I can't, I like, I panic, 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 panic. But I, where
1: Mario is.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, everything you've been showing us has been so nice because we can't get there right now. And it's nice to just see it through the seasons, year after year, of the borders being closed.
1: Uh, right? <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Well, hopefully we will all be able to see it firsthand soon and then go back and watch everything to help plan a trip. I hope so. I hope so. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about your hotel stay.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And hopefully I'll be back again.
0: Anytime. Just you and I (laughs) need to just flank Duffy and give him a hug.
1: That's (laughs) when we'll know
0: everything is good again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Hey, Carly. This is Warren from Orlando. And I am planning a trip to New York this summer. Planning to see Coney Island and the museum up there also. Wondering if it is worth it, what I should do there or eat there. And also, do you have any other suggestions for places that theme park people would like in Brooklyn? Um, this could be restaurants or bookstores, really whatever uh, you think would be interesting. Thanks so much.
0: Hello, Lauren. I am so excited for you to go to Coney Island. I have not been there in so many years, but I think the last time I was there was for the hot dog eating contest, which I'm so glad I did while I lived in New York because it was very crowded, which I don't love, but it was very fun to be there that day and to get a hot dog at Nathan's, which if you do do that, I highly recommend if you eat hot dogs. Otherwise, you've got to get cheese fries when you're at Nathan's. It's the best. Personally, I have never been to the museum, And I don't know why. It's one of those things. There's just this long list of stuff when you live in New York where you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that when someone comes in town. And then you just never do it. And now whenever I go back, it's for three days or a week. And I'm mostly just like going to the doctor and catching up with my friends and family and then never make it anywhere exciting. However... I did uh, look back in my brain, and I thought about some stuff that I like to do, and so I have a few recommendations for you. They are not in that area per se, but I think they will still be a good fit for kind of what you're looking for. The first one is the Sea Glass Carousel at the Battery Conservatory. It's in Lower Manhattan, but if you're coming from Brooklyn, depending on what train you're taking, it's relatively easy to get to. It's just a really Interesting, unique carousel. It feels like you are in these creatures, in these little seats built out of sea glass. The process by which they created it is very interesting. I think that it's definitely worth going to if you want to do something a little whimsical and fun while you're in the city. My other recommendation, since you are going to Coney Island and you're kind of leaning towards like old historical New York, I would recommend New York Transit Museum. I myself have only been once, but The highlight beyond being like, wow, I'm on old trains. This is bonkers. Is that whenever you see a television show (laughs) that is set in a New York City subway, you'll be like, that's the transit museum, baby. And you can never forget it. And it's kind of a really nice touch that you like. It's like visiting a Hollywood set in a way. Oh, Morty just walked in. I don't know if you heard him. The Third recommendation I have, which I know that, you know, you're going to a museum in Coney Island. I don't know if this is a perfect fit, but if you were planning on doing some of the hits while you're in New York, like the Met, I would recommend this thing called Museum Hack Tours. And basically... It's a two hour tour where they take you through the Met and you see things that aren't as popular, but they give you context for them. And the people who lead the tours are so engaging and so much fun. I did it with my mom a few years ago, and I thought it was a really, really cool way to visit a place that you want to visit while you're in New York City, but to do it in a a slightly more whimsical kind of way. This is all making me realize that I really, really need to get my stuff together and just put together guides for cities because off the top of my head... I can think of nothing for you, and that is unacceptable for a city that I still consider home. But the last thing I want to recommend is Atlas Obscura. They have hundreds of places they recommend in Brooklyn, and they're all kind of quirky or interesting. And some you might be just walking past on your trip and you might not know they were there. So I would parse through those. But I did pull out one for you. I'm trying to see which it was. It's I've never heard of this, but it's called Leroy's Place, and it says it's an interactive gallery that makes you feel like you've stepped into a fantasy world filled with whimsical monsters. I've never heard of this place, but that sounds pretty tight. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully you can dig that. I don't know which neighborhood it's in. Uh, it says it's on Seventh Avenue in Brooklyn, and then also there's apparently a. Captain America statue at a Bed Bath & Beyond in Brooklyn. So giving you the whole spectrum of things you can do in New York City. But the first three are ones I stand behind that I highly recommend. I hope you have so much fun on your trip and uh, let me know when you eat cheese fries. Let me know how they are because they are so good from Nathan's. Okay, have fun. Bye.
2: Hi, Carly. This is Tammy from Ohio and I hope I'm not the first one calling. I hope I'm one of many calling to request that yes, your mother needs to be back on the podcast. Uh, love her. I love listening to her every single week. Um, I don't have a Jewish mother. I'm not Jewish, but I feel like I could use a Jewish mother in my life, and I'm going to specifically request that she uh leave us all a generic pep talk where that we can repeat to ourselves where she repeatedly tells us how much she loves us and how proud she is of everything we do, because I love that she tells you this repeatedly every single week. And I feel like we all just need to hear that from our mothers or from someone's mother every day. So love you, Audrey. I hope we hear you very soon on the podcast.
0: So I'm not going to lie. My mom did accuse me of hiding calls. <laughs> She's like, did nobody, did nobody call to say that they want me on the podcast. And I have to play this call because I need to prove to her mom. I am not hiding anything from you, but I Listen, Tammy, who am I to deny you a pep talk from a strong Jewish mother figure? So, uh, mom, be sure to leave one in the next week's episode. And we can just play it back if you remember this, because I will surely forget. But I know you will remember and make a note of it. My mom really wants to be the Andy Richter to my Conan. And the thing is, like, uh, I scream at her a little too much. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't think we could do it, but I will tell you that while my mom is not going to be inserting herself in the full spectrum of, like, professional interviews about Duffy the Disney Bear, that there is an episode coming in the, oh, I don't know, the next eight to ten weeks where my mom will absolutely be a sidekick. Uh, if you know enough things about Disney, you can maybe figure out which one that would be, but my mom will be on the podcast for a very special Travel episode coming up, but week to week, I record this stuff when it is too late at night usually, So, which is also what she does. Oh my God, I am turning into her. This is too much. Anyway, she'll be on a special episode soon. Uh, thank you, Tammy, for loving my mom. and I love you, Mom. Okay, bye. Bye.
2: Hi, Carly. My name's Miguel, first-time caller, long-time listener. I've wanted to call him before, but every time that I think of something to call in about, I forget. So I decided to do this immediately as I thought of it. Your mom doing an episode of Very Amusing, it's too obvious. It's too, of course, cute, you know? What a great idea. No, 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 no. I want your mom to go on Podcast the Ride. Probably with you would be better, but I think also without you would be very funny. I think she would be a fantastic, hilarious guest on that show. Let me know what you think.
0: Oh, no. The progeny is being replaced by the matriarch.
2: <laughs>
0: Miguel, thank you for calling. Also, I'm sorry to anyone who's like, two calls about this woman we don't know. But I promise there is more. There's more, more Audrey coming soon. And if the good boys at Podcast the Ride want my mom to yell about an attraction, I would love for her to do... <laughs> It's our Flight of Passage on Podcast the Ride because my mother went on that ride and she screamed the entire time. So much so that, you know how if you're on that attraction, sometimes you can see other people riding in different sections because it wraps around? I can see other people with their goggles on turning to be like, is that woman okay because my mom could not stop screaming so if there's anything she would do on that podcast it would be that um listen I'll, i'll text scott about it i'll i'll see what i can do i'll see what i can do i'll put in a word thank you for calling that's our show Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you especially to Chris Nelgay for coming back on the podcast. You can find them at TDR Explorer across the internet. Chris is everywhere at TDR Explorer on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, especially YouTube, which y'all got to check out because right now, as you know, we cannot go to Japan, but Chris is there. And Chris has the best videos about everything and Universal Studios Japan in Osaka at Tokyo Disney Resort just the best stuff has been posting really great reels too and oh um, TDR Explorer obviously is on TikTok and there's just really really good footage that'll make you feel like you're there even though we cannot yet go so highly highly recommend and thank you again to Chris for coming on it was so nice to hang out from afar please rate, review and follow Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts and rate and follow on Spotify if you leave a fun little review on Apple Podcasts we might read it on the show. Anything is possible. But either way, it always feels like passing notes, which is all I did in school, <laughs> which is why I'm probably in a talky talky line of work as an adult. But I would love to pass notes with all y'all, so please feel free to leave a review if you haven't yet. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you really want to reach me in another note fashion, you could give us a call at 747churros, where we are open 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, taking your calls about all things theme parks. You can also send in a voice note, you can text it to 747churros, or you can even email 747churros at gmail.com. So many different ways to get in touch with the Churros Hotline. My, my, my. And if you want to wear your Churros hard on your sleeve slash chest, because that's where the design is, You can shop Very Amusing merchandise at very-amusing.com. We are still waiting on the store to be replenished with our reorders from all of the pre-orders that were posted. I'm so excited about it. So right now you can buy a hat, I think a couple pairs of earrings, and that might be it. I think that might be it. But we will have more soon if you're listening to this in the future and not the very moment this comes out. Check the website. We might have really cool new stuff that future me has thought of that current me has no idea about. Ooh, ooh, a little time travel. Very fun. You can follow me at Carly Wiesel on Twitter, on Instagram, begrudgingly on TikTok, or you can join my Facebook group, The Fomaly, at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wisell. If you are listening to this when it comes out, Two days later, we are doing a, a foamily garage sale where a bunch of people are going to sell some theme parky shirts and accessories and home goods and things that they want to get rid of. Um, I'm not sure if there are swaps, but there's going to be just like a really nice community of people selling good stuff. So definitely be sure to join the Facebook group if you haven't already, because you might be able to get your hands on something good for less than you would have to pay for it in a store. This episode was edited inauspiciously by Jeff Fox. Thanks so so much for listening. See you real soon.
2: Hi honey, it's mom. I'm trying a new thing out. It is 5 p.m. It's not 3 in the morning. So I wonder if I sound better or if I don't sound so exhausted, but I'm giving this a whirl. Anyway, I want you to know that I just love Brooke McDonald. She is so great. She knows everything about Disney. She even taught me a few things about the passes that I didn't know. She has the greatest family. Her boys are not only like the cutest things, but they're always smiling. They're always happy. And I said to you, I think I've mentioned a couple times to Carly, that I said, does Brooke live in Disney? Did she move there? I said, because she's always there. I know she lives in Illinois like me. I never see her here, but she's always in Disney. So now I know why you two are such great friends. But um, I was listening also about the reviews, and it is very important to leave reviews, especially the five stars and the messages. And, yes, I do leave messages every week, and if I could do it every day, I would. And I've given you five stars, but sometimes the five stars only work once in a while. I don't think you can do it as often. But I think every episode you do is five stars, and I love everything you do. I just want to wish everybody a very happy Easter and a happy Passover. And be safe this weekend, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye.